Okay. Hi, uh, welcome to today's uh, XR Morning News. And I will uh, going to share with you some uh, news I saw this morning. Okay, so let's take a look. Okay. Oh, okay, cool. Let me share my screen. Okay, so let's take a look of the, I would say more like hardware stuff. Okay, so hold on a second. Okay, so let's take a look. Um, this news is from, oh, there are so many ads. Let me close it. Okay, so um, uh, the first one is on the patentlyapple.com, P-A-T-E-N-T-L-Y apple.com. So uh, in this, uh, on this site, there's a news called, uh, the title is, Apple reveals thermal touch technology for a future AR interface that could amazingly transform any surface into a touch screen. Wow, this is pretty cool. Yeah, for example, if imagine anything can be a touch screen um, um, beyond your, you know, beyond the, the keyboard, that would be pretty cool. So let's see. So you see there's a thermal camera and then uh, pattern. Yeah, so you can see, yeah, there are some pretty cool um, thermographic camera here and then on a device. So pretty much you can wear, you know, a, 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 like Apple glass, right? The device. And then on top of that glass, there's a thermal uh, camera. And pretty much let's take a look. Ooh, they have introducing thermal touch. Okay, so in this article, uh, let me see this article. It says back in June 2015, patently Apple post a, a report title, Apple acquire Meteo uh, creator of thermal touch. It's a new augmented reality interface for wearables. Um, may, may, may tell you, I think it may tell you, um, um, one of the material greatest uh, inventions that Apple has acquired relates to thermal touch, which is a vision of the near future of wearable computing user interface. That's very interesting because, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, the, yeah, this is a pretty new technology. Haven't really heard of that. Uh, by fusing information from and infrared and standard camera, nearly any surface can be transformed into a touch screen. Wow. Okay, so let's see. The technology is possibly intended for use with Apple's future head-mounted display. Okay, so um, Apple, we all know that Apple is going to launch their AR glass, but it seems like they keep postponing. It seems like next year they are going to launch, but I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so yeah, so the technology is possibly intent for use. Okay, so the, the, the AR glass, right? And make use of the fact that touching and objects heat it up slightly and provides a thermal signature. 
when combined with overlaid information in display, it allows everyday object to become controls or uh, for controls to be overlaid on the surface. Wow, okay, so uh, let's take a look. Hi, my name is Thomas, CEO and use that computer speaker. In the last two years, we've seen that headphone devices are coming to the marketplace. What has been unsolved, though, is how are we interacting with these headphone devices? This is why Mateo has invented the thermal touch technology, which makes any physical object around you a touchable object. So, literally, the world becomes Oh, the world becomes touch screen. That's very interesting. Wow. If you use your hands, you can interact with the digital content in any environment. We created a prototype based on a tablet PC that includes a visible light camera and a thermographic camera. In the future, we assume that there will be head-mounted laser-wearable computers comprising those two cameras. A thermal image provides the pixel-wise temperature of the captured environment. The approach we use to detect touches is based on detection of the thermal energy a surface of an object emits after it has been touched and thereby heated up locally. One very nice feature of thermal touch is that it can clearly distinguish if a surface has actually been touched or if a finger only approached it without any physical contact and hence significantly less heat transfer. The field of possible applications for thermal touch is wide. There are many more ways to combine thermal touch for natural interfaces with more modalities, for instance, speech input in the future. We truly believe that computer vision and augmented reality change the way we interact with digital information. Wow, so pretty much thermal touch is that um, through the camera it can detect the heat, heat map of the, um, you know, any surface. So by doing that, it can trigger or it can, you know, um, uh, trigger some, um, you know, some interactions. So uh, I think this is pretty cool, but imagine um, if you don't have a heat in your body, you probably cannot use it. For example, like if you are a robot, you probably cannot use it. So yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so pretty much it used the heat map. And I think heat map is great because, you know, it's more accurate uh, when doing the touch design, uh, touch design in 3D space. But sometimes, you know, in 3D space, it's really hard to define um, the you know, the space touch. So using thermal uh, touch will solve this problem. Okay, cool, very cool. So yeah, um, yeah. So this is the first news and the second news is Nitanic CEO shares tester image of AR glasses device. Okay, so um, yeah, so Nitanic, yeah, so it's, um, Mm, Pokemon Go, and, uh, and I think um, they have another app is which is related to, uh, you know, Harry Potter. 
that one. So yeah, they had a lot of really cool um, AR games. <clears throat> okay, so let's take a look. Um, uh, this article is on TechCrunch.com and uh, written by Brian he Peter and Lucas Matin. So the title is Matanic CEO shares teaser, a teaser it, oh, shares teaser image of AR glasses device. Okay, so um, yeah, so pretty much CEO of Pokemon Go developer teased that uh, what we what could be a first party hand uh, head mounted wearable as company makes a more aggressive push into augmented reality. Okay, so before they create a lot of companies, um, you know, the, um, the mobile phone. Now they are going to create a hardware. Okay, so um, before I remember that um, um, Pokemon Go or Nitanic, they even released uh, their their API or yeah, their, you know, their, um, their software for, um, for location-based game design. So you can pretty much share uh, their data and um, create something location-based on um, uh, Titanic um, uh, software or some, you know, some already existing programs. So yeah, so you can pretty much integrate. Now it's really exciting to see the progress they are making to enable new kinds of device that leverage the platform. Wow. So imagine uh, Nitanic, they, they create their own platform and, and play. Uh, you can play their game uniquely, exclusively in their uh, platform, which is very cool because the experience will be really you know, customized. So Nitanic has been a fairly active investor in augmented reality hardware space. So there is also a possibility that they've done a branding partnership with the startup on the project. Okay, so uh, let's see. You can see like um, their CEO reveal the pictures of a uh, you know, wearable device for uh, Nitanic. Okay, so um, they say, we are on an ambitious mission to turn the world into an augmented reality canvas, which games and other applications can pan on top of. So, wow. So the future is full, fully realized on AR head mounted display. Nitanic engineering team is seeking an operational leader to oversee the engineering direction to help build an AR operating system for HMD and enable applications for millions of Nitanic players. Okay, so yeah, so this is a very, very exciting news because imagine the game is so customized and, uh, you know, because when you develop uh, um, some other device, some features need to be sacrificed. But if you not only create your um, software, but also create your hardware, I think that will be super, like, you know, very customized. So yeah, so um, yeah, part of the activity might ultimately be defined by a broader AR hardware ecosystem. And as Apple and Facebook compete to release their own device, I would imagine that there is some concern among players like Nitanic that those early devices will focus on first 
party software initially and leave for a fewer platform opportunity for third parties. Wow. So pretty much monopoly, right? So they can pretty much do everything and then people just jump in and say, okay, that's great. Okay, so that's, let's see the third one is still uh, the, on the, the news, um, techcrunch.com. Okay, so uh, <clears throat> the article is written by Mike Butcher. Uh, the, title, the title is After Its Near-Death Experience, AR Pioneer Bleeper, Bleep AR is back, Bleep AR or Bleeper is back with 5 million funding and a B2B model. Okay, so Augmented Reality Pioneer Bleep AR um, has, uh, which has had a torturous uh, tor history after early investors pull out the company had to scrabble for a new beggars. Okay, so um, pretty much um, this company got uh, another, I remember a few years ago, I think this company was almost died, but right now they came back with 5 million found foundings. So yeah, which is great. So yeah, so you can see that they they want to do more like B2B. The new investors join existing shareholder candy ventures, um, a multi-stage investment firm founded by British property entre entrepreneur Nick Candy, who came to Bleeper's rescue. Uh, this new entity acquires a company's assets in a patent sale and managed to keep uh, uh, Sounder and Barish uh, Mitra. Although he is now acting as the company's uh, CPO, Chief Product Office, at his height, Blink AR burned through $130 million in funding, claiming uh, $1.5 billion valuation and try to crack the consumer AR market. Okay, so they are doing B2B. What's B2B? Pretty much you can see like this, this, um, um, let's say this screen. So pretty much they do um, like, you know, they work on other people's work, right? They work on other brands and then launch on their, you know, on, on their platform. So yeah, so, Let's see. Okay, so let's take a look of the demo. Okay, so enter the year of birth. Okay, so we start playing. Oh, you can choose which one you want. Okay. Yeah, I think you need to scan um, you know, the floor first and then start to play. Yeah. Oh, okay. Whoa. Okay. So you need to shoot that. That's really interesting. So pretty much you use football and then kind of grab the, the ball and shoot uh, the king. Yeah. So, and then within a second, um, so, uh, within a uh, limited of minutes, you have to Yeah, okay. 
So yeah, pretty nice. And another one is BMWs. Okay, so uh, this is um, IBB, uh, iboneline.com. So I-B-B-O-N-I-L-I-N-E.com. So on this site, they wrote a news. Um, yeah, so the title is BMW Steps into the World of AR for Launch of First Ever Virtual Viewer. Okay, so um, you can see like, um, you can pretty much view BMW's newest car in, um, in virtual viewer. Okay, so um, let me see. So, okay, so BMW is launching the car brand's first augmented reality tool in the UK, the BMW Future uh, Virtual Viewer. So, Okay, so during the pandemic, BMW showrooms across the UK have had to close for the first time in history. So BMW wanted to create a new way for potential customers to explore the BMW range, select and uh, customize a model and challenging uh, micro uh, misconce uh, misconceptions around BMW plug-in hybrids. Okay, so the BMW virtual viewer is a result, a step change in the digital station of the customer's experience. It's completely accessible. Anyone can enjoy the viewer by a mobile, view, a mobile web browser with no need to download an app. Wow, so, okay, so pretty much you can view this in uh, web browser, you don't have to download uh, any app in order to view it. Okay, so let's take a look of the video and see how it works. Okay, so in way in a way that you can pretty much interact with it. Okay, so okay, so the BMW virtual viewer is the first experience of its kind to offer hands free voice navigation oh okay so uh if you are talking about car hands-free voice navigation it has a lot of uh things to consider because right now i'm pretty much preparing um, my next course which is NUI natural user interface uh, i did some study about vui uh, voice user interface and as for car you know, there are so many things to um, accomplish. For example, like in a car, you probably have some passengers, right? So um, the voice um, navigation needs to be smart enough to know who is talking and who is commanding and whether this is a valuable commanding or not. For example, like, um, yeah, there are a lot of things to charge in and also, uh, for example, like if you say something, is your watch need to listen or your phone need to listen or your car need to listen? So, yeah, so there are so many stuff to, uh, you know, to, to work on and especially for car navigation, uh, hands-free voice navigation. This, you know, like the conversation needs to be designed really carefully because um, as for car voice, um, user interface is really different from the, you know, um, from something like Alexa or you know, 
the uh, smart uh, Google Smart Home. Okay, simply by talking to BMW chatbot users, can explore every aspect of experience. Ask questions about PHV EV range or elect, elect, electric hybrid driving, um, and put and put themselves to the test with a few platform quiz. It's almost like a voice activate BMW intelligent personal assistant in a real BMW. Wow. This is pretty cool. It's like Alexa inside BMW, right? And you can only, you, all you need to do is talk. You don't have to, you don't need a screen anymore. But I think uh, for some feedback, for example, like you want to do some search, right? And you show some options, a lot of different options. It might require some visuals to help you to, you know, understand and pick. It's quicker. But otherwise, if there's only just ask, um, you know, request and come in and, you know, giving the result, I think it should be fine. So, yeah, so I think um, I'm pretty excited to see uh, the, the virtual room, the uh, BMW virtual viewer. And also, I'm really excited to see uh, VUI voice user interface uh, is going to apply to the future car. Okay, so that's take a look of the next news. It's called, it's on take, take radar.com, T-E-C-H-R-A-T-A-R.com. Okay, so in this news, it was it was written by Olivia Tim, Tim, Bill, Tim Billing. Okay, so the, the header of the article is called, Can VR Concerts Save the Music Industry Brawl to Its Knees by uh, COVID-19. See your favorite DJ play virtually in an alien world. Wow, this is pretty cool. So, um, ever wanted to travel to an alien world on a virtual spaceship to see Davy Guta's uh, avatar DJ your own personal concert? Well, now you can, thanks to the new VR experience called Sensorome. Galaxy, a multi-user social virtual reality platform where users are transported to virtual alien worlds to watch their favorite DJ in concert. Okay, so uh, available on the most popular VR has the brands and PC Sensorium Galaxy isn't just about seeing DJs at the desk. Uh, decks. Uh, according to the company, it's an evolution of social networking letting users immerse themselves in exciting new worlds to get together with their loved ones, meet new people, and take part of the unique virtual activities. So, wow. So, um, yeah, so it's pretty, pretty cool. So uh, let's take a look at the video. So I think this is advertising. Okay, so um, okay, so all abroad, uh, the virtual starship. So how does it work? Um, explains that if you are a VR user, you put the HMD uh, head-mounted display and you enter a virtual world. 
The first location is abroad, uh, your personal cabin, which we call Sarshi. Ooh. It's general lobby area for users to gather together and meet new people, meet with friends, and from there to go all the different wor worlds. Wow. I mean, I remember last year I had an idea which I want to turn um, AR as a, you know, holodeck, uh, which means that, um, you know, you have, you, you have some main um, games in one app, uh, which developed in Unity. And then you use web AR to, you know, link to other uh, virtual space, similar to, uh, you know, holodeck. And I think this is, this idea is similar to what I thought last year, which is very cool. So, yeah, so, they are pro uh, they are able to support a natural flowing conversation with the user. So those virtual beings um, are become your com companions in the virtual travel across the sensorian sensor uh, galaxy. So you can see a lot of really cool, you know, uh, wall setup similar to Ready Player One, um, but you know, uh, more focusing on uh, music part. So yeah, no limitations. Live music is just one of the industries that has suffered as the result of COVID-19 pandemic over last year. With festivals, tools, and gigs canceled across the world, right? So right now we are using Zooms and uh, some other or Google Hangouts to uh, do all the meetings. And now um, let's see. So pretty much you can uh, use Oculus PlayStation VR, HTC Vive, and um, enjoy your virtual concert. Yeah, I think this is pretty cool. Okay, so yeah, so let's see this one. This one is the next one will be uh, um, techstory.in. So uh, let's see the title. The title is called Incorporate of AR and VR in Education Industry. Okay, so let's take a look. My name is Lance Teasley. I'm in middle school in Eagle Grove, Iowa. Eagle Grove is not a very tall place. It's actually very flat. This is the tallest building on Main Street. It is about 50 feet tall. When I grew up, I wanted to be an architect and design skyscrapers. Yesterday at school, we were on a class trip. But this was not a normal trip with buses. This was something very different. The very first expedition we went on was to the Burj Khalifa. Go ahead and grab two hands and put them up to your face. It's so tall. Hey, we're going to go to the 153rd floor. Okay, so pretty much it is talking about uh, VR in education. So AR, VR um, right now um, 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 is, uh, they are going to be implemented into education uh, areas. For example, like um, right now you can see through the, uh, from the videos, uh, a kid take a Google Cardboard and put, you know, you need to insert your smartphone and you can see a skyscrapers in other cities. So people feel excited. Uh, yeah, so 
Uh, I would say that um, Google is working on how to implement, you know, AR, VR learning into uh, schools. Uh, right now, when I see it, it's still, you know, in a Google Cardboard, but I think in the future, probably headsets will be, uh, once the headsets becomes much cheaper and much mature with the integration of 5G, I think, yeah, I think kids probably can get some good headsets for uh, education, uh, for learning in their class. Okay, thanks for um, joining me and I will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.